Welcome to the Inspired by Her podcast with me, your host, Zoe Richmond. I'm going to be chatting to some of the most inspiring and amazing women in business about all things life, business, money, and mindset. We're going to be sharing our secrets to inspire you on your journey to success. Let's get started. everybody welcome to another episode of the inspired by her podcast and i am so excited to bring you this week's episode i have a really special guest who has joined me i have patria from coco rose eco and this chat we did do uh towards the end of 2020 so if anything in there sounds like you know a little bit time sensitive, that's why, but obviously we had a break in the podcast um, broadcasting, but I just wanted to jump in to say Patria and I had the best chat all about mindset in business. She has been uh, going down the path of up-leveling her own mindset over the last 12 months or so, and we talk about some really, really cool stuff and how it's helped her to grow her business um, and the results that it is getting her, but also the members in her community and how it's helping, how her showing up is helping um, the members in her community show up better. So, this topic comes at a really, really good time because it seems to be on everyone's mind, mindset, money mindset. And I've done an, like so many workshops and masterclasses on this in various different memberships and communities over the last few months that I can just see that the that doing the work around this is, is becoming so pivotal in people creating the results that they want in their businesses. So... Because I've already, uh, I can see that doing this work is just like a game changer. I've put together a five-part mini course encompassing the NLP skills that I know and have learned um, just from like experience, my own experience, from working with clients, from um, from feedback from doing these workshops. I've put together this five-module mini course just for you to help you to up-level your money mindset, to rewire how you think when it comes to money and how you're running your business and the results that you're generating, um, and just all around how you can activate abundance. So it's not just some fluffy um, five-model course where I'm like, think this and you will achieve six figures. There's very practical things and exercises and strategies for you to actually implement because you can think differently but if you don't actually follow through with different actions and taking the big actions then you're not actually going to change your results so if this episode resonated with you in any way shape or form and you sort of think that maybe you do need to do a little bit of work around your mindset for only 97 dollars at the moment you can grab the five module money mindset activation course that is going to change the results in your business. It's going to change the income that you're generating. It's going to change how you're showing up. It's going to change how you're attracting clients and customers. So um, I'll pop the link in the show notes or you can head over to my Instagram at Zoe Richmond Coaching where you can find out all of the details. And if you've got any questions, just shoot me a DM or send me an email. But without further ado, I am going to 
start the recording from my interview with Patria. I hope you enjoy. I would love for you to share um, your biggest takeaways from this episode. So let's dive in, ladies. Let's get chatting to Patria from Coco Rose Eco. Welcome to another episode of the Inspired by Her podcast. I have got a special guest joining me this week. I'm so excited to introduce you to Patria from Coco Rose Eco. Hello, Patria. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, so for anyone who's out there listening and doesn't already follow you, um, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your business and what you do? Yeah, I would love to. So I own Coco Rose Eco, which is a really beautiful business and has many different elements under their little big umbrella. It's spreading more each year. But basically what I do is I help female eco entrepreneurs grow their business to really make an impact on our planet. So I am so passionate about just inspiring other female entrepreneurs to really believe in themselves and step into the person so they can make that impact. Because if you're not visible, you can't make an impact. So that comes under, I have a membership for eco entrepreneurs. I also do gift guides. I've got my finger in lots of little pies there, but me, myself, I am a wife to a fly-in, fly-out husband, and I'm also a mum to four children. So life is pretty busy, <laughs> to yeah, say the least. To be fitting all of that in, that is, um, that's incredible. I take my hat off to you, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will say the same thing, that you are a sister. <laughs> No, I'm very busy I, and I definitely like to have a coffee or a champagne depending on which time of the day it is to keep me going. But I have learned this year, people, um, if anyone hasn't ever heard their human design or discovered human design, have a little look into it, do some Googling. I realize that my body type is a person that can have all this lots of endless energy. So I am completely abnormal. <laughs> I don't want anyone to sit here and think, how is she doing it? I'm not doing that. That's so interesting that you say that because I was thinking about my something similar to myself in myself last night and I think like I need to be doing things all of the time like I can't handle like downtime very well and I was like is that unusual but apparently it's not and now I'm going to look into this human design thing because like I um thrive when I've got so much to do that it's people would look at that list and be like how are you going to fit all that in and I'll be like I'll just make it work. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Even before we jumped on this call, actually, um, there's my husband's away at the moment. So there's this last minute thing that's come up that I've got to do at six o'clock on Saturday morning. And he's like, of course you go to fit that in. I was like, well, yes, because I've got an appointment at eight o'clock on Saturday morning. So I just have to be there at six. But yes, we, I think crazy women like us can, can relate. Yeah. We just, we just do it. And I think, um, yeah, it's like that old saying, isn't it? If you want something done, give it to a busy person. <laughs> Yes, I love that saying. I think it's, it has to be my motto. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, okay, so your business sounds like phenomenal, all of the different elements that you've got under the umbrella of the one thing. And I think um, that's something that a lot of people probably strive, like they want to achieve that, but they can't quite pull it off quite as well as you have. So what was um, the catalyst? Like, why did you start um, Coco Race Eco? What was the, the, the thing that made you want to go out on your own? Yeah. Look, if I'm really honest, I, before all my businesses, so I've, this is my second business before this, I was a florist for 14 years. And during that whole time, 
I really wanted to start a business. It's like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And the amount of business plans that my husband and I had created, but there was just something missing. It was just like, I just didn't do it. I, I honestly, I look back and I just didn't believe in myself. I was a bit scared. I didn't want to invest any money. It was all just like a little bit too scary. But we made the decision in well, four years ago now, whatever year that is, we moved our family to Bali. So we lived as an expat family for 12 months. Yeah, 12 months. So cool. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> Once COVID is gone, we will be back there because this has been the longest time since we have been back. So we obviously frequently revisit. Yeah. It was when I was there and we decided to start an interiors business. So I was working with um, handcrafted artisans and creating these beautiful eco products and furniture and importing them back to Australia because then we can come back to have the birth of my third daughter and we moved our family back. Now, during that business, I love interiors. Like it's my thing. I love nice furniture. I love nice things. But I was nominated for an award for the Osmumpreneur Awards for the sustainability factor. And I didn't uh, take out the award that year, but I come home, I stepped off the plane. I was like, am I really being eco? Like, I don't know. Like, this doesn't seem like I'm making a big enough impact. So I started to work with some businesses and created like an interactive catalog for eco-friendly businesses. Now, even now, the Christmas gift guide is about to launch in November. And this is where it all started because it made me realize that the knowledge that I'd learned from the previous e-commerce business can actually be applied into all sorts of business. So although I'm not, I don't have a little certification to say, tick, you're a business coach, the life experience that's come from doing that, I, I finally believed in myself enough to do it. So come this year, 2020, we decided to make a complete pivot. I shut that down, sold everything, and now I have Coco Rose Eco. That is amazing. And like just the, what you said there about the believing in yourself, but also that you don't need the piece of paper or the qualification to say that you can go and be a business coach or, because I think a lot of the time, and this is what is a little bit ingrained into us from, you know, school and everything is you need that piece of paper to be able to go and um, get a job and do what you want to do. But nine times out of 10 life experience and actual experience in the game is worth 10 times more than any piece of paper is going to give you. Yeah, a hundred percent. Even when I was a florist. So by the end of my florist career, I was working with um, really big events, really big weddings. I was managing a florist and I still didn't have a piece of paper. I didn't do any training for that. It was all hands-on experience. So I don't think anyone should get tied up on, I've never learned how to run a business or I've never learned how to do this. Just jump in there. You have to learn on the, on your feet and you will learn when you're kind of thrown in there, you will definitely start to learn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big believer in um, learning by doing rather than sitting down. Like, I don't get me wrong, I'm a study nerd too, but <laughs> but um, I've learned so much more by actually getting in and having a go. And yes, I may not get it right first time, or I may not get it right the second time, but it's getting in there and having a go, isn't it? And not being afraid to make a mistake. Like a lot of people, don't, they hold themselves back because they don't want to just have a go and risk getting it wrong. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you got it wrong? And I don't know, you launched a product and no one bought it. Okay, so maybe you've lost a little bit of money in purchasing the product, but at least you've tried, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. And quite often, even if you just have one person that buys that product or one person that buys that service, take that. That's your truth and that's your belief that other people will want it. It just might not be your messaging might not be quite right. It might not be the timing. There might just be a few things that you have to keep tweaking. And as business owners, if we didn't launch anything because we were a bit scared, like, what kind of business are we in? We're, we're not going to be in any if we can't be, um, yeah, just I, what I like to say, is like, feel that fear and do it anyway. Like, yes, it's scary, but just keep doing it. You'll be fine. You, you, you will get that fear will go away soon. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, isn't it? The first time you do anything, no matter what it is, it's usually going to be pretty scary and daunting because you don't really know what you're doing. Um, no matter whether that's going out on the, the sporting field and trying a new sport for the first time, or even cooking a new recipe, like you're like, Oh, I haven't cooked this before. How's it going to turn out? Like you've just got to get in there, take that first step and, and just embrace that fear a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. And also like, um, I'm assuming a lot of your listeners are business owners as well. There is so much knowledge from other business owners that you can really learn. There's courses, there's like webinars, there's so many things that you can kind of take. And whether you're at that point to invest some money or not, there is so much knowledge out there. And even just connecting with other business owners, you're going to learn just from the things that they're doing as well. Yes. We are very fortunate in this day and age with the social media platforms and the podcasts that we've got access to and all of that, you know, Mr. Google, like you can pretty much look up anything these days and find the answer. (laughs) Very lucky. But you mentioned that you basically started to believe in yourself and that's when you realized that you needed to take a big leap. So what do you think was the turning point? Like what um, flicked that switch, do you think? Yeah, look, um, I'm going to do it from changing from my previous business to this business because this has been the biggest jump I feel I had. Now, for anyone who follows astrology, Saturn is in my return this year. So this was bound to happen, um, whether COVID or anything else happened. But from me, I just knew it was time. I had like this, this knowing, this feeling that something had to change. So in my e-commerce business, I loved it, but it always felt uh, hard. It felt like I just wasn't quite getting there. There was, I felt there was something quite missing. Now, fast forward to this business, everything fits. So yes, I'm still working lots and yes, I'm still building up the brand, but it feels right. Uh, a couple of things that I've done on my side, I've invested more in my personal self-development than I have in my whole business in life. Yeah. And this is with coaches, with maps, courses, reading, reading. I love reading. And for the past, I don't know, how long have I been a mum? 11 years, 12 years. I've always put it off. Oh, I'm too busy to read. But this year, I think I've read maybe 30 odd, 40 odd books probably already while still having kids and business and stuff. But I think when you actually reframe it in your mind that it's important to learn because the more that you educate yourself as a business owner, the more like for myself, I can help my members. So the more I understand what I can do and how I can help them, the more that they're going to learn and the more that they're going to have their breakthroughs as well. So it's really important as us, whether you're product-based or service-based, to really keep reinvesting because you get, you have breakthroughs all the time, but maybe we just kind of ignore them or we're shut off to them. So yeah, embrace them. Yes. Yeah. I think that's so important. People think that I've done my, you know, I've done that one course or I've done that one thing. I know everything there is to learn now, but 
if everyone around you keeps learning and growing and you're not doing the same thing, then you're going to get left behind a little bit. But also too, like you say, you want to be able to serve your customers and your clients, whether it's product or service-based, um, you want to serve them more and create a bigger impact for them. So you need to, to do the work. I'm also one of those like serial people that, that constantly um, doing new courses or reading new books or, you know, finding new podcasts to listen to. Um, but time is a excuse. I'm going to say it's an excuse that we use a lot that we're too busy to, to do that. And even I catch myself saying that sometimes oh, I'm too busy to, to listen to that um, webinar. So I'm just not going to, I won't worry about it. But what's the right priority in that situation? Learning more so that I can serve everyone better or, you know, getting bogged down in the day-to-day work of my business. And I guess the more that you can create that bigger impact, more income. So then you can start to outsource, right? <laughs> start to hand off some yeah. Maybe you are taking up too much of your time. Honestly, outsourcing is something that I hadn't, didn't do previous to this year. Now I am like actively looking for things I can more outsource because I realize that the, like you have to, we have to protect our energy as business owners. We have to serve our customers. And if I'm scheduling emails and scheduling content and doing all the nitty gritty stuff, I'm not actively serving anyone. Yes, I'm keeping the business running, but I'm not serving. So it's been a game changer. I now have multiple people that are helping me. And the funny thing is, I used to think I couldn't afford it. It's money mindset. I'm like, no, I'm going to do this all. But now the more I'm starting to ask it because I've worked on my money mindset and I'm, it's still an actively working on it. Yeah. Somehow the magic the money has come and I keep finding tasks for my VA and other people to do as well. So it's um, outsourcing will change your life. Like if any business owner does not even outsource one little element, please take away from this podcast, start to outsource. Yes. So do you think that your, like your hesitation to outsource was a mindset block? And now that you've started to do some of that, the work around that decluttering and, and, you know, rewriting those limiting beliefs, has that helped you to overcome to be able to give in and I guess give in a little bit and, and surrender and outsource so that you can see the, the bigger picture. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And I am a perfectionist. So I like things done a certain way. And I know I'm very aware of this trait isn't necessarily the best trait sometimes, but the biggest thing was also handing something, you're handing your business to someone else. So the people that are working with me now, they know in and outs of my business. So sometimes they might do something that might, quite not be the way that I do it, but because I just go, no, it's fine. It's done. Done. Done is better than perfect. Done yeah. is great. Yeah. And it's, yeah, the mindset you, you have to work at those core beliefs. I, um, I talk about this all the time in the membership, but like a really nice analogy that I heard for anyone who's really just wants to dip their toes in. So what happens, we have a belief from zero to seven years old so really quite young we believe something so imagine like a weed a weeds growing up and through our life we might just keep snipping off the weed we don't ever actually pull the root out until you start to work on yourself and actually pull that weed out you're never going to get to the bottom of why you keep doing something or why there's never enough money to outsource or why your business isn't succeeding but once you actually start to work on it and pull it out everything starts to fall into place it's when I heard that analogy, I was like, that makes total sense. This is why so many people just kind of keep ch- 
chopping the leaves off but not getting anywhere. Yes, they used a very similar analogy in um, the NLP training that I went to earlier this year. And she was saying, um, we're going to pull out the weeds exactly like, but we're going to plant new seeds as well so that then we can water them and watch our new garden to grow. So we're going to nurture these new beliefs and things that we're, um, you know, creating for ourselves. So that's really like, and I've seen that um, analogy come up so many times in the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, I've really got to take that on board. And <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's like banging me in the face. And I'm like, okay, there's something in that, that, that I need to start to listen to. Right. That's so funny. I actually had a, um, a, a session last week with my kinesiologist and it's like one time the universe is saying, okay, take attention. Second time, really like you're not paying attention. Third time, it's like a slap. It's like, come on, you've got to do this certain thing. I keep telling you, but you're not listening. That is pretty much what is happening with this. And like in all aspects, like whether it's um, nurturing relationships in my family and friend circle or whether it's nurturing my business and, and the clients nurturing myself, um, you know, working on my mindset. Like there's just something there that I've obviously not been paying enough attention to. And it's like, can you just listen? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. It's funny how the universe works in wonderful ways, isn't it? <laughs> Or is and if you'd asked me a year ago like being a kinesiologist and talking about all mindset and all sorts of things I would have I would have rolled my eyes I've been like yes it's too woo-woo too spiritual but the more that I'm delving into my business this year it's playing such a huge element of my business and I, I don't know if anyone else has ever felt like that or if 2020 is that year but it honestly these little things that you do and little rituals that you can do in your business if they make you feel happy and they create a really nice space for you I really encourage people to buy that essential oil or buy the candle or buy something that makes you feel um, that your workspace is a really nice space to work in because if you're happy in that space people can feel that energy from you. If you're kind of like me, I used to be sitting at my kitchen table working. I can't believe I used to do this for years. Yeah. Now I have a desk. I've got a nice little thing that make my space feel calm and feel nice. And it's where you are. As a business owner, you need to be in that space to be able to create um, amazingness. Is that a word? Create, create now. <laughs> But it's, it's so true. Like I, yeah, I think a lot of people fall into the, the working from the kitchen table or the kitchen bench scenario because it's just easy. Right. But I do find if I'm and like, I don't have a proper office, mine's spare bedroom. You can probably see my mess behind me. Um, but if, when I'm not working, this is now my designated workspace. And yes, there's some other bits and pieces, but I do keep it um, tidy and clean. And when I move out into other areas of the house, it's just like the, the ideas and the creativity don't flow. So it is really important to have that little, that little space. But I need to ask what you were speaking about rituals and things, what would have to be your, like your favorite or your, your, you know, go to every day um, when it comes to embracing and looking after your mindset and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. So I am like diving first into this but I have like so many different elements that I do from a let's do meditation so I meditate um well I do it in the morning and I do it at night time as well um but after seeing my kinesiologist I'm like tapping into lots of little meditations during the day because I'm starting to really understand I need this a bit more but when people say meditate 
I think of like sitting on a cushion, hands up and, and humming or whatever you do. I literally just listen to something. So depending on what I'm needing that day, in the mornings, it's generally um, quite short, just a five minute one because my children are always hungry when they wake up. Um, but at night times, I have one that sometimes plays during my whole night sleep. <laughs> yeah. um, I have night ones that play during the night and I, I don't even have a particular um, meditation that I could even recommend. Just jump onto YouTube and start just Googling different guides. I like guided meditations, but honestly, that space that it creates for me just really helps me. And the subconscious and nighttime ones are amazing because it's doing the work on your subconscious and you're not even doing it. You can just sleep and you know that it's working. Yes, that's so true. I've actually been having some trouble sleeping lately and that's exactly what I've been doing, putting on a meditation when I'm lying in bed. Um, Someone recommended to me the Insight Timer app and there's so many guided meditations on there because I tried the the non-guided ones, just the, the music and the mantra and it was not for me. And I guess that's the thing. Everyone's going to have their different, what works for them differently. And, and um, some people prefer the guided and some people prefer the not guided, but I haven't um, meditated for a couple of weeks and I can tell the difference in everything that I'm doing. Like I'm more edgy and I'm grumpier and I'm sure my kids and my husband are like, what's going on with her? (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny that you say um, about the music ones. If you're a busy person like me, my kinesiologist said it's because our brains are just so used to doing. That's why we like the guided because we're still doing, we're yes. doing something. The music one <laughs> means we're not doing anything. So our brains go, hang on, what can I think about? Or what can I do? Because I'm supposed to be relaxing. That's yeah. why I laughed when I heard about that. That's so true though. Yeah. Cause I like that. I can still like my brain's still got to listen to what the person's saying. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well, that makes, that makes. And it's fun to like, yeah, yeah. But like, there's so many other different elements um, you can add into your, um, into your rituals. Like I find journaling is something that's been really important to me this year. I didn't used to journal. I last journal I had was in grade five. So it felt really weird at the start to be doing it. Yeah, but it's um it's really important. So, yeah, journaling and meditating would be my two biggest yeah. things that I've helped me this year. That's amazing. I um find that it's the act of just writing it down. Like it just there's just something about um it's all well and good to have that thought running through your mind over and over again. But the second you actually write it down on a piece of paper, and I did it this morning, wrote something down, and I was like, it's like it's instantly dealt with, and then you can you know you've still got to do a little bit of work around it. But once it's out of the mind and onto the paper it just feels better (laughs) yeah it's so true but it's even been proven like in the spiritual side and it's also been proven in the scientific side like everything is really really um correlated together i just think some people get a little bit scared about like oh no that sounds like something i wouldn't do like that's just not people just get i think um they think all that kind of stuff is a little bit woo woo and um but there's different i guess there's different levels like you can go way woo woo if you want to um but also you can like find what works for you and um the 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 habits and the the routine that's gonna fit in with you to allow you to give your um mind to nurture your mind to pull out those weeds and to plant some new seeds and um to allow you to i guess live and um be your highest self because that's what we're here for right like we want to be that better person and um 
create an amazing life for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And I'm sure many of your listeners are mums. Us mums, we very selflessly and sometimes not even realizing we're doing it, but we put ourselves right down the bottom. We're not the ones that are going getting massages or even for myself. I booked all my children a haircut one day and I didn't even book myself one. And then I was like, I need a haircut. Why did I not just do this in the same process? But as a mum, we tend to not look after ourselves. And I am still very much learning about this because my husband is a fly-in, fly-out worker. So if I want self-care time, I need to get a babysitter. So it's Mm. a little bit harder in that sense. But I find the journaling and the meditating and those, like even if it's just for 10 minutes a day, they're my minutes and my children know that this is a space where it's just quiet time they're welcome to be with me but it's just quiet drawing or just something that's a bit more calming and in turn it's like these little eyes are always watching us so by us look us parents and us mums looking after ourselves we're setting that really nice example for our children as well that's that's really beautiful I hadn't actually thought of it like that but you're so right in that what what do we want to be showing our children? Do we want to be showing them the, the anxious, overwhelmed, stressed, grumpy, or, you know, this is, this is how you can help process. I guess once they get a little bit older, my kids are still quite little, so I don't think they quite understand, but like the, the drawing or the, you know, some, just some quiet time to just be for once instead of always needing to be on the go. Yeah, it's so true. Like, but I was really quite surprised. My second daughter, so she's in prep, they do meditation, they do journaling, and they do a gratitude book. I, I didn't learn this until COVID. I was like, oh, we get to do, oh, this is one of the fun parts. Of, so we always do like a little song and a little gratitude. And it's really not, it really surprised me. My older daughter didn't do that when she was going through prep. But yeah, I think it's great that there's other schools and places that are really starting to be aware of looking after yourself is just as important as like, say, going to the gym or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And because I guess that physical, like physical exercise is always, um, you know, they have PE and things through the school curriculum, but they don't necessarily look after the mindset. So that's really cool to know that that's hopefully going to become the norm now with with all of the years going through after her. That's amazing. Yay. (laughs) So So I'd love to ask, since you've started to do this work around your mindset, what do you think the biggest change has been in the way that you are now showing up in the way that your business is going um in in your life really like what what do you think has been the biggest shift I think the biggest shift has been that my business is actually growing like I can I can see the momentum when I was in my doing my previous business of the e-commerce side I couldn't ever see the momentum like it was kind of like always just under the line mm-hmm. and everything that I was doing it felt like it was just that little bit harder it just wasn't kind of flowing whereas with this business I can see it I can see that there's wheels that are starting to move and I can see I, I'm even forward thinking about what's this next year going to look like for the business and you can start, you're building a brand, you're building a business. And honestly, it all comes down to the mindset. The fact that I was able to work on it and it's not fun sometimes. I'm going to be really oh, honest. <laughs> really uncomfortable. Can't it? I have cried more times this year than I have ever cried probably in the last 12 years. But anyway, this is all inside. So we have to get it out. So by doing all this, like my business is, is growing. So I, technically it's only been open like Coco's Eco since March. So I launched mid COVID. And so, but I can see it now. 
growing, my community is growing, my, the social media is growing and it's really lovely. It really, it feels nice to see that all the work that you do on yourself and on your business pays off. Yeah. You've got to keep going. So many, so often people give up. Like I did a reel yesterday about it can take months, years even to actually create a successful business, but we have to keep going. You have to keep showing up. You have to keep tweaking and changing and launching and just seeing what works because once you keep doing that, you gather all that knowledge and you just keep applying it. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing, like people try something once and it doesn't work. So they give up and then they stop showing up and they think that, okay, if I stop showing up and then just jump in, in a few weeks time and launch something else that I'm going to do better, but it's that consistency. And, um, you know, I guess you've got to do the, the leg work before you can start to reap the financial benefits and things like that as well. So, I think that is very wise words and um, some, hopefully some truth in that for a lot of the listeners out there that are like, when's it going to happen for me? It's just consistency and keep showing up. <laughs> yeah. And it's really hard because quite often people who start a business, they might not have been a business owner before. So they might not have had to show up on social media. Even I caught up with a girlfriend who I haven't seen for about 12 years on the weekend and she's an accountant in the government. So her jumping onto social media, she's like, it's really scary. I'm talking yeah. to my phone and I feel awkward. Yeah. It's like everyone's felt like that. Yes. The first time you do a story or a video on, on Instagram is the most awkward thing ever <laughs> until you've done it. Oh, it's terrible. I remember my first... <laughs> I remember my first live, I awkwardly filmed some cushions, not even on myself. And I was like, oh, this is what I've got. These are really cool. They're made from recycled water bottles. And then I finished. I don't think it was even a minute. But now I can sit there and do a live and I can I could talk for an hour. It's just you have to do it the first time to realize you can do it. Yeah, exactly. But also too that showing up um, and even though you don't really want to, like we've all, like you've got to, even if the, the last thing you feel like doing is showing up, you kind of still have to sometimes. And you have to start to do all of that as if you've already achieved your goals and your vision. So start showing up now as if you've already achieved that six figure that you're chasing or that you've already done your five figure launch and all those kind of things. Start showing up from that place now instead of um, showing up from where you currently really are. <laughs> If that makes sense in the yeah it makes complete sense but this is again it all comes back down to your mindset you have to believe it's going to be a success it's a bit of a paradox because you have to 100% believe it's going to be a success but you'll have to be also okay if it isn't a success yes. like so you yes. really got to believe it but then you've got to be okay that if it doesn't happen, yeah if it doesn't there's a reason why yeah. yes yeah which is I guess why um a, a lot of people would give up because they're like, I'm not okay with it not working out. But that's why the mindset piece is key because you've got the tools then to be able to work through it when it doesn't go the way that you were hoping it would. You've got some tools there to help you process it and to help you to realize that there's something bit bigger and better waiting on the other side of whatever it is that you've just done. It's so true. And you learn as well. Like I, again, I'm a bit of an overachiever. So I had a number when I first launched my membership that I was really wanting to hit this year. Now, again, I mentioned I launched during COVID. So I was like, okay, right. I'm still doing this. And I didn't hit that number. I wasn't anywhere near it, but I look back on it now and I'm like, oh my God, I wouldn't have been able to manage it. Like I realized that I didn't have my systems. I didn't have a VA at that stage. I had all these things that weren't part of my business. 
Yes. And I needed to learn how to do that to actually now that number isn't seems so scary because I have faith that I can hit it. Whereas before, I'm so glad I didn't hit it because I wouldn't have actually been able to execute everything that I really wanted at that level. Yes. Yeah. But you need that hindsight to be able to work that out, right? Yes. <laughs> hindsight is lovely. It is. It really is. As long as we um, learn from our lessons, right? And we don't keep repeating them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the biggest thing. You don't want to keep, if you have to learn, yeah, you have to keep taking notes. Gosh, if any business owner take notes when you're launching, take notes of what people are saying, questions, feedback, because they're telling you what's going on. But sometimes we just don't listen as well as we should. Yes. Yeah. Which is a big thing, um, which is a huge thing. And a lot of the time, like people just keep, you just keep going instead of actually taking that time to stop, reflect, look at what you've done, what did work, what didn't work so that you can take that into the next launch. Or if you're reflect, even if you're reflecting on your monthly goals, you want to look at, did I hit my goals? Did I not? What worked? What didn't? What am I going to take into next month? What am I not going to take into next month? Like it's all a learning experience. (laughs) Oh yeah, it completely is. And like goals is huge. I know quite often I didn't have goals when I was in my e-commerce. I was like, Oh yeah, maybe it would be nice if I did that. Or yeah, that'd be great if that happened. But when you've got these little goals or you've got these little milestones that you're working towards, you actively are going to be working towards them, but you just have to break it down into little bite-sized steps. Like I say this to my members, I'm like, okay, if you want to create a lead magnet, what are the steps before the lead magnet? You need to do some research. You might need to uh, find the platform you go to create it on, the copy. Like there's so many elements that you can do, but quite often as a business owner, it's like, ah, I've got too much and I just can't do it. So they don't do anything, but just it down. It's so much easier. It does make it less overwhelming when you can be like, oh, I've got 10 minutes spare. I can do that little bit now and then that's crossed off the list rather than being like oh I've got to create a lead magnet and it's going to take me a good few hours to do everything that I need to do I I, that's a really handy tip I really like that and um, I think that will be useful for me (laughs) (laughs) I tend to over overestimate how long things are going to take me so I write my to-do list down and then I'm like oh my gosh no way am I going to get anything done off that list but if I broke things down even further then I can say okay I can I can accomplish that and it's that satisfaction of being out across off the list too right yeah I think every person I speak to it's like you just want to cross it off I've even wrote things that I've like just done I'm like good write it down um, but cross it off because I done it and it's on my list and it's good I've, I feel it gives me joy yeah yeah there is satisfaction in that definitely but thank you so much. You, this conversation has been amazing. My listeners are going to love it. You have got so many amazing um, words of wisdom. Oh, but one question I wanted to finish on. You said you read, you've read like 30 or 40 books this year. What would be the one book that you would recommend to our listeners? Because I'm looking for a new book to read. And so I always like to get a little bit of input from other people and get recommendations. Yeah, of course. So I don't know. I won't be able to give you just one. I'm, like, I'm going to look. I'm looking at them as we speak. They're all about. I have even like three. <laughs> um, the first money mindset. Wow. Well, I read all three of them. But Denise Duffield Thomas. If anyone hasn't heard of her, she's just a really nice way to dip your toes into money mindset. Yeah. Um, I realised I really needed to work on mine once I started to read those books. Um, my next ones that I found really interesting, but more from a spiritual side of things, is the Gabrielle Bernstein books. So she's got The Universe Has Your Back and 
Um, I don't even know. Another one. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm scared of something. But yeah, have a look. She's a spiritual uh, lady who lives in America. So they're two different sides of things. And then probably the next one that I really liked was The Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Oh, I've seen that. Haven't read it, but okay. All right. So there's three to add to my list. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> no, they're fine. They're all very different, but they're all good for different reasons. Yeah. Wonderful. And that's like, and that's, I guess that you want to be broadening your, um, scope when you're reading and um, learning new things. You don't want to just be learning about the one thing all the time, right? So that's good that we've got a nice little um, variety of things that we can now go and learn about, which I'm going to go jump on Amazon right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So thank you again for joining us. Um, for anyone who wants to find you, I will pop the links to the show notes, but obviously you're on Instagram at Coco Rose Eco. Are you over on Facebook as well? Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm in my Facebook group. So anyone who is an eco-entrepreneur, come over and look for the free Facebook community. We are Coco Rose Collaborative. But yeah, Instagram's my little, that's where I'm hanging out. Yeah, I think that's my, yeah, I've just got a little soft spot for Instagram. That's where I am too. Um, But I'll pop all the links to find you in the show notes so people can come over and check you out. But thank you again. It's been so much fun. I have really enjoyed today's chat. Yay. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Inspired by Her podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you again next week for another episode.